Welcome to the High Ground Podcast. I'm Stevie. I'm Callum. And today we're we're running another commentary track. Yeah. And continuing our Indiana Jones a thon and uh, our, our year long celebration of Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark. 40 years old. Yeah. It's not the years, it's the mileage. It is indeed. So we're uh, sitting down and we're about to press play on Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. So line up your copy and join us as we uh, do a little watch along with Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. On the count of three, two, one. And we're in. Paramount logo, classic. And... Where you find out you hooked it in. Wrong socket. Oh. Ah. Yeah, when you hook it up and you don't want to be sued by having audio. <laughs> I think it's like five seconds anyway, so we're okay. <laughs> and you're doing the, we're doing the countdown. You know, uh, this is you know you know this film is going to be different to uh, Raiders. Yeah, uh, it's a drastically different opening, isn't it? Yeah, with the big Indiana Jones in its uh, Indiana Jones font. So very different, right from the opening number. I think this is like uh, Steven Spielberg's uh, wanting to do a musical. Yeah, it's been like oh, he's doing West Side Story now, isn't he? Yeah. So I think he's finally doing... Is it... Did he say something like it's something he's always been scared of doing, but wanted to? Yeah. We're running this through headphones. How's the audio for you? Amazing. Yeah. This is the thing. If you're into podcasting, and doing the sort of thing... Start this again. Hey, you know, aha! You're trying to cut it out. When you're doing podcasts, you got to remember copyright laws. And uh, but oh, distracting. Apparently, somewhere in this, Kathleen Kennedy. Oh, in the funny enough, numbers. you say that her name just popped up. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't know who it was. Like there, she'd been younger, wouldn't she? Yeah, it's thirty-seven years ago. From right, eighty-four. Yeah. I like the way they use like the sparklers to give it the whole uh, classic um, deterioration celluloid uh, film stock yeah. look. I think it's brilliant. I imagine when you first went to see this, you were like, what the, what the fuck have I just, what, I've just paid for? <laughs> yeah, I was literally, this was my introduction. Uh, before this came out, I saw a making of. Yeah. Because uh, Temp Raiders wasn't on my radar, and I became obsessed with wanting to see Indiana Jones, so we rented Raiders, saw Indiana, and went to see Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom. Ah. Yeah. Stephen's future wife to be, Kay Capshaw. Isn't this where he met her? Yeah. Well, sort of got to know her. Still with her? Yeah. Yeah. You think about it, when Raiders came out, it was when the makers of Jaws yeah. and Star Wars. And then since then, of course, you have, you, have, you, have, you had Temple of Doom before, Raid, before Raiders. Sorry, not Temple of Doom. You had uh, Empire Strikes Back. But now this is from makers of the Return, you know, Return of the Jedi. So you had Return of the Jedi and E.T. Yeah. 
our favourite film. Yeah. <laughs> Which we will be doing something about eventually, because, you know, you've got E.T. and you've got The Thing and Blade Runner. Yeah. Same year. Yeah, we held a mutual, like, annoyance about E.T. Yeah. It was the big moneymaker of the year and those films didn't really do well. But now they are considered amazing. So I, I, weren't they going through divorces at the time? George Lucas and Steven Spielberg. Yeah, and that's why, unlike the other senior characters in the movies, this is a very one-dimensional heroine. It's dark as well, isn't it? Yeah. This one, very dark. Uh, isn't it? Wasn't it this in Gremlins that basically contributed to having the PG thirteen rating? Really? So you could have a darker film, but it wasn't that violent enough. But it wasn't a, an R rating. Could be in the States, but in the UK, this is PG at the cinema. Oh, is it? Yeah. Maybe it was Gremlins, I'm thinking of them. Yeah, you're right. I always think Steven Spielberg and George Lucas should get away with murder in their movies. Oh, look yeah. Because look at the amount of hands and arms that get cut off in the Star Wars films. And look at Jaws. That was originally a PG, if I'm right. I, I can't. I could not believe that for years. I thought that was a PG. Yeah, and some dude gets burnt to a crisp as well. <laughs> it's yeah. ours. It, I mean, they don't make uh, films like like those anymore. No. Like, especially, I mean, no. Jaws. I love Jaws. Yeah, I mean, Jaws kind of makes a mockery of any other shark film following. Oh. I mean, there's been a couple of good ones in the last few years, but like The Shallows and... Uh, the the reef is a very good film. Yeah. But I'm a shark <laughs> I love shark <laughs> Yeah, so I watched this a few weeks ago. You know, and there's a lot of films that you know we we watch we watch and we hook it up to a projector and give the whole good classic cinema yeah thing. And I usually ask people what they would what film they would like to see, and a few weeks ago, I said to my fiance, I said, you know what? I want to watch Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. I've not seen it on the big screen since 1984. I want to sit back and I want to enjoy the movie. Yeah, that's exactly what we're doing. Yeah. We'll try not to enjoy it too much so yeah. <laughs> you can get dead air. It can be help sometimes with something like this. Yeah, this I know. Especially remember Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Check out the Batman co- podcast commentary track. We actually, there's some dead air in there, but it, we have some really insightful stuff. Yeah, I, I found it my favourite show so far right, in yeah. terms of what we came up with. This is actually George Lucas's first prequel. First of, <laughs> yeah, first of three, four. Yeah. Four. Yeah. And the start of Crusaders of Prequel as well. Yeah. It? I'm looking forward to doing that one. Yeah. I mean, this is tonally very different from Raiders and Empire. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think by the time you get to Last Crusade, they've they perfected like the dark versus fun mm-hmm. ratio because it's. <coughs> excuse me. There's still. There's still sort of dark scenes in it, you know, like when Donovan dies and that sort of thing, but. 
there's also the fun, like the, the beginning sequence. It's basically a mirror of the first sequence in Raiders, isn't it? But he's a kid, you know, and our favorite sort of transition with the yeah. You may may have been beat today, kid, but that made me have to like it. Oh, look. Oh, instant the musical score now. But we will go. We will, we will go into that. Yeah. I like the way that they've they've, they've you've got uh, Indian as uh, buddy and there's a history there and you, he's coming towards the end of it. Um, another link to um, James Bond there as well with Spielberg. Yeah. That fellow's out of view to a kill. Nice. We'll have to do that one soon. Favorite Bond song. Well, one of my favourite Bond songs. Yeah, it's a great Bond song. Mm-hmm. An alright James Bond film. I've actually appreciated it more years later. I mean, this is gruesome. He bites a guy with a skewer. It's quite a good animatronic as well, isn't it? Or like yeah. practical effect, anyway. When we were watching, because we did these and we ended up... I... <laughs> I hate to admit this, I actually did project for, for Kingdom of the Crystal Skull because it was a spare of the moment watching a thing while I was yeah. doing the ironing. Adulting sucks sometimes. And uh, the thing that gets me about the first three Indies opposed to the fourth one is the use of CG, which obviously wasn't available then, yeah. but I'm so glad that... Yeah, so I'm glad as well, because you know these two would have used it, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> Wilhelm scream there. Yeah. <laughs> is that in every Lucasfilm? To my knowledge. And every Spielberg film or not? Not sure. No. But it, was, it is with Star Wars. I can't quite imagine it being in Schindler's List. Or no. <laughs> Priorities. One was the antidote, one was the diamond. I'm looking forward to West Side Story. Yeah, I am as well, actually. I don't actually like the original, but... I think because Spielberg's doing yeah. it, it's got to be seen in it. It's funny that we say this is the dark one because it does start off quite comedic, doesn't yeah. it? Like slapstick. Or the whole big musical number where anything goes. Yeah. And it's reprised through the scene. Yeah. And if we're not mistaken, this club is called Obi Wan. Yeah, Club Obi Wan. Interesting thing coming up soon. In regards to another blockbuster that came out in '84. Oh yeah, I know. I know. You mean. We'll point it out when it happens. <laughs> if it's the same thing we're talking about. But I think I like the where they always had the Paramount Mountain. And yeah. It's gonna be weird not seeing it with. Uh, bet you they'll do something with the Disney logo in the next one. Oh yeah, yeah. Are they not distributing it anymore? Oh, oh, that's uh, Disney. Oh, just themselves. Yeah. I didn't know they bought this as well. Part of the film. Oh, so it is. Yeah. Here we are. Club Obi Wan. Hugh Kwan. I actually look quite like a short round. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to see him return because, you know. Yeah, I would as well, actually. It's quite weird how similar he is to the kid in Gremlins as well at the beginning. You know, the guy whose uncle sells the, yeah. the Mogwai. I haven't seen Gremlins in years. I watched, just watched the 
one and two the other day actually. I actually do quite like two again, a bit, a bit more than the first. I think I might have to sit down and watch it this Halloween. You were never a fan of Gremlins, were you? It was, I saw the second one at the cinema. Yeah, oh, yes. and I, I saw the first one, but it was never never one of the big, the big. ones. Yeah, yeah. For me, it was always uh, after Star Wars, it was Indiana Jones, Back to the Future, Ghostbusters. And I've only recently started to appreciate uh, the second Ghostbusters more. Yeah. Which also Ghostbusters 2 uh, ties into 89 with The Last Crusade. Yeah, that's probably why it flopped a little bit, wasn't it? Yeah, it was It was too close to... Ghostbusters 2 was stuck between... If I'm right in America, it's stuck between the likes of uh, Crusade and Batman. And then yeah. in the UK, it was literally released a couple of weeks after uh, Back to the Future. And you've that got too. Lethal Weapon 2 as well. That was in the mix, yeah. But, uh, we will do be... Eventually looking at least uh, the Lethal Weapon films. James Bond as well. Yeah. Ooh, that could be a good one. Yeah. The Bond 25 officially coming out this year. Thank God. <laughs> this sums it up. You got... Uh, I, I burnt my fingers. Yeah, I, I, she just... Oh, she doesn't mind. Uh, I'm coming up. Apparently somewhere in here is Steven Spielberg and George Lucas. Oh, and Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> that was our. Um, we were talking about yeah. the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Who was known for Saturday Night Live at the time, and Ghostbusters. Like, which had similar. Had Ghostbusters come out? I'm not sure. No. We will have to cross reference yeah. that. <laughs> Classic. He goes from one. Misadventure to another yeah, one. It's, it's just constant bang, bang, bang. That's basically the what happens in all four of them, isn't yeah. it? Like it, it, it's the set pieces are all misfortune from to misfortune, aren't they? But they don't feel like it until you you suddenly start breaking down what's going yeah. on. And for years when I was growing up, this was this was my favorite Indiana Jones film. Yeah, because it's. You know, when you're young, you want to be older than yeah, you. Yeah, like, this is the one that's got the gore and it's got the... And yeah, I mean, it was never like... Dark. I've always had people say, oh, yeah, it's 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 a weak one. Like, but I've, I've never ever thought of it as like, you know, a even remotely bad film. And and like, if I had to choose, it's probably the weakest of the, of the original three. But it's only because Raiders and Glass Crusade, I mean, how do you, how do you fight against that? Raiders is on, in my opinion, on par with like a Star Wars. Yeah, definitely. It's a great movie, and and Crusade, it's got so many good moments in it. Yeah, and the father son relationship. Yeah, Sean Connery's amazing. Yeah, it? and. I feel like we're talking about the other films. No, but so much I've got for the third one, isn't it? Yeah. I like the map scenes. I would have. Yeah, yeah I, I do. I, I, I think like there's such a a creative current undercurrent that runs through all three of them that you know who it's from, who it's yeah. by. Like John Williams is there. Yeah, I think Michael Kahn edited all three of them, didn't he? And you know, it's all the same team, so you feel like it's carried on throughout. You mentioned John Williams, and 
if you want, uh, I mean, this is no disrespect to, you know, any of the other movies done. I mean, I have this, was the Nine Skywalker films he's done. Yeah. I, I wasn't really a, a big fan of set the score for Seven. Yeah. But even when you look at Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, I mean, admittedly, there's a big difference between Nine and, and Four. Yeah. But, uh, there's not one bad score out no. of, of, of them, and, and I know we've diff- we've we discussed this in Raiders, but I consider Raiders of the Lost Ark to be a perfect score, and you can literally just take away the same with this one, Temple of Doom. You can take away the dialogue and still enjoy it just through yeah his music. He's another character in itself. The score is. Oh, I mean, I completely agree. I mean, whenever he's, I think all our favorite scores are probably one of his, aren't they? Yeah. More than one of his. I just give a shout out while we're here to a score that a lot of people wouldn't think about with John Williams, and that is Jaws. Yeah, because it's more than just a dud dun dud dun, and well, it's just—it's so simple, but I would say so many people remember it. Yeah, you know, maybe not over like Star Wars, but everyone does that. You know, even if they're joking about something that's ominous or. Yeah. If someone goes near war, you do it, and some, you know exactly right. what someone's talking about. I think this, the, the music for this, it's like the Rangers March. Yeah. That's the uh, Millennium Falcon sound there. Yeah. Um, you want him to hit it like he does in yeah. the Empire. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think like the Rangers March is synonymous as well, isn't it? Like, everyone knows that. that as well. Yeah. And maybe get it a little bit mixed up with the Superman match. <laughs> it is a, a beautifully shot film. Yeah. She's. She's annoying. She, yeah, first of many screams. I'd like to apologise while we try and sort the audio out. Eh? Sorry. Yeah, that's fine. I can hear it. Yeah. So, uh, this is even the even the silly set pieces like the falling down the cliff. Yeah. But they do worse in King of the Crystal Skull. Well, I mean, I've heard like this form part of criticisms for like the Indiana Jones series that there's like silly scenes in them, and I just think. But it's supposed to be like a Saturday morning series, isn't it? Yeah. I just don't think a lot of people get it. No, I mean, how can you take a box that kills Nazis seriously anyway? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're going, are we going down religious territory here? Try not to. <laughs> no, we want to get lynched. Is 
there's always a problem. You've got to be, if you're ever interested in doing your own podcast, you've always got to be careful what you say so you don't offend people. Yeah, try and keep politics out there, don't we? Yeah, <laughs> don't want to go down that route and be uh, what's the, what's the word? Uh, cancelled. Cancelled before we even get started. Which, if you're interested in a uh, in a podcast about that, uh, check out the Demolition Man one. Yeah. Yeah, I was quite proud of that one actually. Same here. As I was getting some stuff off our chest. We can probably go more depth into it. Depth into it. More in depth if we when, when we actually do a commentary track for that. Yeah. We should probably say as well that this film is probably a tiny little bit racist, isn't it? No. <laughs> yeah, but not to the point that we're going to actually make a big song and dance about no, it no, because no, we. No, I mean, like, I'm, not, think, I'm not bothered no. about it, you know, it's just. It's not intentionally racist, I don't no. think, is it? It's just. But these, these sort of 1930s themed adventure things were kind of like that, weren't they? Yeah. I mean. I know that with Disney they put on disclaimers to stuff that might be sensitive. Yeah, Looney Tunes do as well now. I can understand it. I mean, but we have to address what was being passed off as entertainment at the times. And, yeah. And the, uh, even in something like Temple of Doom, you've got uh, Pat Roach, who's oh, uh, yeah. placed as a thuggy yeah, guard. <laughs> and it was just what they were doing at the time. So by either del- by uh, cancelling out or deleting these the sequences you're not opening up for debate about yeah. the process of what they did at the time in filmmaking yeah and it's more harmful to ignore it than it is to address it isn't it yeah i think like because like i said about looney tunes there's a lot of introductions to the cartoons with famous people on it and you know there's one with Whoopi goldberg who actually says like I still love these cartoons, they're amazing, but they may contain stuff that's a bit sensitive for people now, but try and enjoy it kind of thing. Yeah. Take it for being a product of, of when film was made, yeah, rather than an indictment of a political standpoint. You gotta love Harrison Ford. <laughs> it's that smile, isn't yeah. it? Like, he's just shaking and grinning. It? <laughs> it does get to the point though where I'm kind of I feel weird when I see Harrison Ford about Chewbacca. Yeah. <laughs> he was good in eight and seven and nine. Oh yeah, I love Chew. Chew's always one of my favourite characters anyway. You know, there's nothing better than in, in Seven when uh, Hans says to Chewie, we're home. Yeah. But that's... I remember that trailer. Lost my shit. My favourite... I remember My favourite part in Seven was, you know, when the drop ship's about, ship's about to come down. Oh, yeah. And as soon as you go, I was like, I know who's on the ship. She's going to be on it. And seeing uh, Leia again. And was even like the... They even got the introduction perfect with 3PO popping in and going, Hello, <laughs> Captain Solo. <laughs> oh, it is. 
It's like seeing your family again. After yeah, that. that's how I felt. Even when it pans over to the Burning Falcon. Yeah. I was like, oh. I mean, this is it. I, mean, I know we're going to be doing a podcast, I've already discussed this, uh, but for all these faults, George Lucas makes characters that resonate with us. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. Well, isn't Han Show's everyone's favourite character? Yeah. Along with Vader, obviously. And this is the exposition scene. Not quite as good as the first one, is it? No, come <laughs> on, Raiders is Raiders with uh, William Hoopkins. Yeah. This... I quite like the um, the one in uh, Crusade as well. When you know, when Donovan's telling them about. His his dad being the the Grail guy and that they, they all got good setups to yeah. get you straight into the it's kind of like the Bond briefing isn't it Yeah, Bond is the forerunner to this Yeah, oh he's even in that one isn't he yeah. <laughs> But it, it, even though there's only like about twelve years is it between the two of them You do believe it though don't you Yeah. It's the look, I'm sorry. Uh, he's, he's, I mean, I know we have Han Solo and his, 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 uh, his vest. Yeah. You know, but but Indiana Jones with his uh, little bag and his yeah. uh, jacket and his... So it's the, the whole... The get-up. Yeah. It looks great, doesn't it? I actually preferred... It's controversial. I actually preferred Han's outfit in Empire with the stripe, the stripe down, the yellow stripe down his trousers and the jacket. I really like that outfit, and the really weird reason that Lando's wearing his outfit from the first one at the end. <laughs> What's I, I have no idea why. Like it's all the This is our MacGuffin in this one, isn't it? The Shankara stone. Yeah. So yeah. Mystical objects. Yeah. They're essentially the Death Star plans, aren't they? Yes. <laughs> Just whatever gets the, the plot going. Wasn't Hitchcock the one that came up with like McGuff, the idea of a MacGuffin? Or he named it. You know, it's not important, but it just yeah. gets the plot going. Problems you do find yourself watching. Yeah, I know. I know we're not on. It's not relevant to the scene, but we'll be coming out. Which uh, is the use of map paintings. Yeah, as an art form. Lost art now, wasn't it? Yeah. I think they can do so much with CG these days that you know our practical studio sets. And I enjoy. I mean, Temple of Doom is a good example of this, where I'm trying to figure out, was it shot in Elf Tree, was it shot in location? Yeah, and it, it's the fun of trying to work out, isn't yeah. it? Nowadays, if, you, if, you, if it looks too good to be true, you just see CG. Yeah. Oh, do their outlines look fuzzy? Yep, <laughs> CG. <laughs> I mean, that's something, 
if you ever want proof in, in a, uh, as to why practical over CG, you just look at Yoda in uh, episode 8. Yeah. Well, we had a discussion the other day, didn't we, about... Um, we keep trying to find the fault with the original Yoda, and it's just impossible, it isn't it? really is impossible. Like, it just looks like that was a thing that was alive. Uh, that's, that is my most annoying thing. I've been doing this for years when I watch Empire Strikes Back. Is I, as soon as Yoda scene comes on, the, the, when they first meet, he first when Yoda and Luke and R2 first meet, try and they are uh, sorry, just uh, map painting. Yeah. You try and spot one fault in that scene. Yeah, I know. It's a, I mean, I imagine only Mark Hamill's scene, like the the, the other side of it. Yeah. <laughs> It's just, even with the vocalisation in the mouth. Yeah, Frank Oz is a talented guy. Shooting star? Is that a Jaws reference? Uh, yeah, I like to think so. <laughs> well, that was a real one in Jaws, wasn't it? Yeah, they just caught it. I mean, that's, what kind of serendipity is that? Like, uh, and that was Jaws, which I think we will eventually do a commentary. Oh, yeah, we have Jaws. You think they'd use real elephants today? Um, I don't know. Yeah, probably. You can still, as long as it's not cruel, I suppose. Maybe not as easily. Yeah. Oh, actually, they'd probably just have a rig, wouldn't they? And, <laughs> yeah. Although, uh, uh, not the first time George Lucas has used elephants uh, uh, in uh, oh, Star Wars. Yeah, Banthas. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't think you'd be allowed to do that. No. <laughs> <laughs> if you're new to the High Ground podcast, you know, uh, we can celebrate anniversary. I mean, the easier one would have been to do Empire Strikes Back and literally have last year just be yeah. a celebration of Empire. But people have done that sort of thing yeah. to death. Uh, and uh, Indiana Jones, you know, it's, I know it's in the, it's in the news now because of uh, the filming of the, of the fifth one. Yeah, but, in uh, but, Newcastle, wasn't it? Yeah. And, uh, but Raiders has an Indiana Jones has such a soft spot for us. Yeah, so. I, well, I mean, it's, it's, even though it's, it's like a really famous franchise, it is overlooked by Star Wars, isn't it? Definitely. I mean, everyone sort of thinks Han Solo when they see him, but I think Indiana Jones. I got to, I mean, I grew up with, with, uh, you know, earlier than Indiana Jones, I grew up with Han Solo. Yeah. So, but for me, it is Indiana Jones. Yeah. It, I think, well, I think he's sort of channeling a bit of Han Solo, isn't he? I mean, into that character. But Indy's like a sort of synthesis of if Han was alive now, yeah. you know, or whenever the film's supposed to be set. And obviously, like, you, you go into, like, Lara Croft is obviously just a female version of Indiana Jones, isn't it? That's it's got to be influenced by that. Indiana Jones in itself is not an original character, isn't it? No. 1930s serial, is it 40s serialization? Yeah, well, I mean, like, the the image of Indy with the hat is Humphrey Bogart in The Treasure of Sierra Madre. Ah. If you, like, actually look at him on, like, Google it, um, which is a really good film, actually, if you get the chance to watch it. I, I like a bit of bogey now. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, it's exactly the same outfit, apart from the jacket. That's one thing George Lucas is good at, is taking established, yeah. then just making it his own. Mythology. Yeah. Mythologising. Yeah. Notice Willie's wearing white, but they don't use it for titillation. Yeah. Indy's Willie's getting wet. <laughs> no. You try to say that fast. <laughs> so it's so a wet Willie. So wet. <laughs> Sorry, there's going to be a lot of willy jokes. In yeah. this <laughs> uh, we haven't completely grown up. No, no. <laughs> okay, Kihu Kran, what do you know more for? This or Goonies? I've never seen the Goonies. I just remember That's you my, saying uh, that. Straight. I was just saying that, yeah. It's weird that. You know, we've seen so many films, but there are still some classic films I haven't seen. I remember I was, I, I only really watched uh, until I got that, the, that I recommend this, the 14 film double box set of Alfred Hitchcock, and I've seen like three of his films. Yeah. And then I immersed myself, four, three or four, yeah, four, and I immersed myself in Hitchcock, and it was just like one of the best things I ever did. Most people usually only see the main ones, don't they? Psycho, The Birds. Yeah. Better go or North Bone or Flesh, but Hitchcock's got such a broad range of he's like a I suppose he's like a, a more productive Kubrick, wasn't he? Trouble with Harry, that's the one surprise. Yeah, that's quite an underrated one, isn't it? I expected that to be the one I wasn't gonna enjoy. I don't know if anyone can correct us on this, but I'm pretty sure you don't get owls in the Indian jungle. <laughs> Maybe you do, I don't know. <laughs> it works good for the film, though. They're both cheaters in the end of the short round. Bless them. Yeah. <laughs> I wish you'd stop saying Willie. Yeah. <laughs> You know, this Willie Scott is completely different. So, well, obviously, on uh, Karen Allen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's like Marian. entirely capable, isn't she? Yeah. Marion is very much like uh, Princess Leia. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be maybe deliberate, hasn't yeah. it? Especially Empire Leia. Yeah. Because she's that's the one where she's like mouthy and you know I. She's she's more. I think she's more like. Oh, and at the end, obviously, she's yeah. really capable with the stormtroopers, isn't she? But the first thing Leia says in when she sees Luke is, "I'm your little short for stormtrooper." Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You can just stay here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you've um, watched the Family Guy one, yeah. it's just like, "Well, stay here and rot, you suck a bitch." Yeah. I was having this uh, this stormtrooper argument with someone the other day about they were saying like the stormtroopers suck and I was like but do they I mean you remember you everyone knows that image don't they yeah. like as much as they can't hit a barn door they look cool don't they yeah it's like they're iconic aren't they it's a pretty short film series if the stormtroopers actually managed to hit every... yeah that's the only reason isn't it I mean they have a bit better aim in the sequel trilogy don't they but <laughs> snake snake. Got to remind you, Indiana Jones hates Snake. He does. He does indeed. But she handled that Snake pretty well. She did, yeah. 
Was that a innuendo? Yeah. <laughs> well, he handles the snake well. Yeah. <laughs> you can turn us into a drinking game, folks. Oh. So that'll be our second one then, because you've got the how many starts references. Oh, yeah. It'll be absolutely plastic. Way more pissed than that one, yeah. <laughs> Again, going back to the thing about Matt Fiennes. But, I mean, you wouldn't know, would you? No. Unless I told you. Like, unless, you know, if someone didn't know. Yeah, well, not, we're not pointing this out to ruin your, your enjoyment of the film. No, no, This no, is no, more no. to show you, it's more about the art form. The opposite. And that scene sort of reminds me of Raiders. You know, the open of the sort of, the foggy jungle. Yeah. I wonder what Belloc's doing right now. Yeah. <laughs> probably waiting in the background. Let's see what Indeed was saying. What's he looking for now? What's he looking for now? Just so I can take it away. He's probably got the other stones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, I think. That's um, a callback to the Open and the Raiders, isn't it? Oh, that's got to be. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt there. I mean. One of the things with India is the Nazis are good villains for Indiana Jones. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're easy villains. But you can do what you want with them yeah. and probably not even get an R rating. Because who's going to be like, well, you can't really do that. That's a bit cruel. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean, cool? Uh, I mean, you look at uh, Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, using them as, like, figures of humour. Yeah. But that is such... But I mean, in a way, it's the best way to mock them, isn't it? Yeah. It takes their power away if you make them pathetic, doesn't it? Especially in today's society where those ideologies are seemingly yeah. up again. If you make it laughable, you're not laughing at the subject. You're laughing as if to say this is pathetic and absurd. And, and you're educating at the same time. Yeah. I, I, you, I think you're more receptive when you're in a happy mood to information. I mean, when I was at university, I don't know if you were the same, but um, I would pay attention to a lecturer who was a bit more, bit funnier yeah. than I would to one who was just old and droning on about Chaucer. <laughs> Someone that's got passion. Yeah, yeah. Right, we've said this before as well, haven't we, that even if there's a, say, a documentary about something we know nothing about, if it's passionate and it's done with great research, then... It's educating yourself, isn't it? As, uh, I can't remember where I, where I got this from. So I, I read it a while ago. People, I read something on the lines of people are interested in what others are passionate about. Yeah. So if you, you can bring your passion across. Yeah. Yeah. You can make something like a, a documentary about stamps or yeah. rocks or marker pens. Interesting if you've got the right the right passion yeah of course you can yeah i mean i think when i was when i was shielding here with wonderful covid um i watched a documentary on netflix about hip-hop and I, I really don't like hip-hop music it's not my thing at all but i was fascinated by like the history of how it started and i i watch anything that's interesting i mean film documentaries go without saying don't they? <laughs> I like this scene, it's so good. 
this is another one that sort of gets tired with being racist with the food and that, but I, yeah. I think it's just played for laughs, isn't it? You know, shock like, to shock Willy, yeah. yeah. Do I remember, I, I mean, there's a bit coming up soon, which I remember as a kid, who's like, I mean, this isn't, this is where the, the, the difference between this and, and uh, say, Raiders, when there's the, the fight with the plane and you don't see anything that you think you do. Yes. In this one, they actually say, oh, screw it, we're just going to show the, the, the show some of the gore. Yeah, a yeah. Bit more graphic. Yeah. Oh, with the heart and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And with the, what the, with the food coming up just now. Yeah. It's yeah. a little bit more rather than, in your face. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I think that might be the state of mind that both uh, Steven Spielberg and George Lucas were in at the time. Oh, oh 100%. Yeah. That uh, English colonel guy is uh, Delbert Grady from The Shining. Ah. The, uh, the crazy janitor that killed his wife, Ooh. poor Jack. Which uh, we... Uh, I'm going to have to watch that again soon, which we are. Yeah. Or uh, our Halloween celebration. I think we have to do a commentary for that one as well. We? Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> And he, that's, uh, he's from Street Fighter. Yes, and also the same year as this, I believe, Gandhi. Ah. He's in quite a few things, actually, isn't he? Like, he's one of, like, I was calling them those guys. Like, yeah. oh, I've seen that guy before somewhere. This is funny as well, isn't it? You're expecting this guy to walk out and it's just a kid. It's just sad to think that some of the sound stages that they use in this in this movie are now uh, yeah. uh, parking on supermarket. Yeah. This was uh, Pinewood, isn't it? Elstree. Elstree, sorry. Not Pinewood. Elstree Bournewood. And they tore down a lot of the sound stages and uh, one became a Tesco supermarket. It should be illegal, shouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, there's still sound stages there now. They're, they're redeveloping it, but yeah. there was that period where they just they thought the British film industry wasn't worth it. But it's so bad, isn't it? Like, you think the films that's been made there. Just alone, by 89, you had uh, you had uh, three Indiana Jones films and two Star Wars films just just from what George Lucas said. Yeah. The frame Roger Rabbit was done there. Yeah. And they just tore it down. And that's just the ones I can think of. Off Aliens. Top of that was true as well. Yeah, nice. and it was made at a power station near there. Nice. It wasn't one of the end shots from Blade Runner, which was unused from Shining. The bit where the Very bird goes up. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's, I mean, if you're interested, just Google it. There's loads yeah. of films that made that one. That's all talking of documentaries. That was through 78, 76. 76. Yeah. That was a good documentary. That's well. right. You know, the funny thing is, especially with the Star Wars films, you get to the point now, because it's been uh, over 40 years, where a lot of people are no longer with us from these movies. Yeah. I mean, one off the top of my head from this one is Pat Roach. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It was a wrestler, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, probably more, he was uh, in the UK known as a wrestler, and he was in our food, isn't it? Yeah, that's what my, my, every time I watch these films, my dad, he always says, oh, that's yeah. his character Omar. name. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Oh, yeah, the chilled monkey brains and the, uh, 
And the snake's coming out of the snake. Surprise? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, it's done for shock and the, the giant like, beetles. Yeah, I mean, we, we know they probably don't eat things like that. Uh, unlucky. Hi, I'm vegetarian. So, yeah. like, no thanks. No, that is just gross. Does a bug count, though? <laughs> it was once living. I quite like that line. <laughs> I had bugs for that. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you want to go down that path, I think it's, uh, the, is it muscles or something, which people argue may not be because they're not uh, actually so They don't have a nervous system. And, yeah. They're not capable of thought or something. Okay, this is the scene that actually did gross me out. <laughs> it's funny though, isn't it? Yeah. Like, they can't even get the suit yeah. right. And of course, the British are there. You know, it's yes, just that, that we were the British Empire. Keeping the British end up. Oh, this is it. This is gross. I you watching this and I was like... <laughs> I love how even short rounds like yeah. fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. you know, why is it that if you want to look smart, you put on a pair of glasses? I don't know. I just look like confused when I put glasses on. I'm the opposite. If I don't have my glasses, I'm blind. No, I can't imagine you without glasses or or long hair. It would freak me out <laughs> if you got your hair cut and contact lenses. <laughs> ah. If anyone here is listening to this at university, don't do something really random for your graduation photos. You wear glasses, wear glasses in graduation photos. You're all yeah. great. You're like, I, I had contact lenses in because I wanted it to be different. Those photos stick with you for your life. It's really watching the kids in this and really like, they are my age. Because you see them as kids in the Yeah, season. it's crazy, isn't it? Is this the same kid later on that short around the stage? With the. He's got the doll. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is it. I mean, you know, it's, it's just, just jelly or something. Yeah. Whenever me and my mum see something gross like food wise, she always goes, Chilled monkey penis. It's going to go and check on his willy. Yeah. What a little pervert. Tell yeah. me later what happened. Yeah. <laughs> You know, he'll just be drilling a hole through the wall anyway and watching. Yeah, of course he will. Although I wouldn't be, I'd be very careful if he's going to drill a hole that level in the wall. Yeah. <laughs> Apple. 
What's the first thing that come you think of when you think of apples? Apples? Yeah. Don't know, man. Don't know, something to do with the Bible, probably. Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Also got a monkey in it. Yeah. Name the monkey Jack. Oh, yeah, is that where he's like, not you? We named the monkey. Yeah. <laughs> All with post the Caribbean films, and of course you got Marvel and Star Wars and Indiana Jones. Yeah, Disney owns everything now. Oh, they are like the the, uh, the empire now, aren't they? Yeah. Disney, what is it? Germany, the line, uh, Germany just declared war on the Jones boys. Disney just bought up my childhood. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like you subscribe to Disney Plus and then you think you're gonna get a letter for the posting. <laughs> yeah, but what about all those years you were watching our crap? Yeah. <laughs> we want money from you for that. <laughs> we own your house now as well. Yeah. Like Ooh. Marion wouldn't have been that easy. No, Marion would have punched him in the oh. face again. These sets are really great, aren't they? I mean, you think you are actually in the palace here. Oh, yeah. What's it going to take you five minutes to do? Well. Well, for women, put their shoes on. Oh. Well, the positive, Steven Spielberg got a wife out of this film. He did, yeah. I don't, there was no sort of, well, as far as I know, no cheating involved, was there? Like, I think he was, was he split from Amy Irvin then, or? I'm not sure. No. I know that was quite a toxic relationship, wasn't it? Ooh. I like this bit where she pulls off <laughs> the side of the bed. I've done that so many times in hotels. <laughs> well, the problem with these ones is they are so good. You just you do have dead air. Yeah. This is everyone with their misses after an argument and waiting to see who. Cracks. <laughs> me. <laughs> and I bet the boss is there uh, somewhere going, yeah, that's definitely not me. <laughs> this scene used to freak me out where that guy comes out of the, the background. Yeah. What was it? The line, history is, uh, history, was it? History was written by the victors. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to a uh, relationship argument, it's, it's won by the person that's not in the room. So then they yeah. can say they won because the other's not around to back it up. <laughs> or disagree with it.
I think that's a lucky escape, Indy. Yeah, that is a very lucky escape. Is this the guy who gets stuck on the fan? Yeah. Yeah. How does the fan hold his weight? Yeah, I don't know. It's best not to question. <laughs> Again, the shadows. Oh, this is brilliant. I would say nothing beats watching Indiana Jones on the big screen. No, no. I would like to actually see the official release, you know, of all of them. In what, what, in one go? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah. It's these parts as well that are the, the main fun, isn't it? Like, where you're trying to figure things out. I love how she doesn't lose it till he touches the, the yeah. boobs on the yeah. statue. <laughs> a penitent man, a penitent man. Yeah, that's what I just thought. <laughs> Isn't there a reference to the Raiders in that as well? When she says, like, he says, oh, there's the Ark of the Covenant, and she goes, is it? How, how do you know? And he's, like, pretty sure, or something like that. That's in the cave, isn't it? Yeah, with the rats. Yeah. I think it's going to be, when we do it, I think there's going to be a lot of dead air in Crusade. I don't know. I feel like I've got loads more. Like, that's the one I have the most to say about. But, yeah, it's always when we sit down, we're like, Try not to watch the film as much as possible. So <laughs> uh, it's it's easier to be negative about something than it yeah. is to be positive. Of course, it is. Yeah. So you, if 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 it was if we were one of the podcasts, which you 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 know, uh, you find a lot of where they just negative people could speak for. Three, four hours about a one and a half hour film just because they didn't like it and they want to yeah let you not Convince like it so yeah and uh, I know that there would be people out there that would literally just look look for faults in this but yeah where's the fun in that yeah exactly if you don't like it then watch it yeah I always thought that thing Kevin Smith said was the right thing why would I talk about something I don't like it's true it's, it's something that doesn't interest me anyway I mean, we've talked about films that are not very good on the podcast before, yeah. but it's been in relation to something else, or we've given a reason for why that is. And, and I mean, we do the in defense of series. Yeah, 
Yeah, because of, we used to was what was the uh, well, franchise wars as yeah. well. You know, we've done like weaker versions of films versus yeah. good versions. But we never actually go out there and, and slate and film. Well, even for our um, Nightmare on Elm Street, yeah, you know, 2010 version, it was so hard to find anything good with it. But I still enjoy talking about it. Yeah. And if you do this, as listen to that one. Don't expect a lot of negative negativity no, no. coming from us. It's in fact probably the weakest one we've done is about something we love when we were speaking about Batman, wasn't it? Yeah. About our favorite Bruce Wayne. Well, that was, <laughs> and we were just kind of like, "Yeah, it's my opinion." Why are you still talking? <laughs> that was only about ten minutes, and we just—it was our end of ten minutes. Yeah. Like... Isn't he is a bit of an asshole there? He is a little bit, isn't he? Yeah. Not short rounds fault. He's just doing what Indy says. Just like, yeah. You know, it, they managed to create these really ingenious, elaborate. Yeah. To, you always wonder, like, how do these people build it? Yeah. Like, without killing themselves. Like the third act of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Yeah. Like they build it backwards or something. Yeah. The thing is, it's fun. How do you freak people out? Just put skeletons. Easy. Speaking of skeletons, that used to freak me out. Have you ever seen Jason and the Argonauts? I've seen bits of it. Have you seen the skeleton scene? Yeah. What I think about, uh, I mean, not so much now. There are a few good films that rely on practical scale, but with the eighties, you know, you're literally. Uh, they know what works and what can make you scared by just you know rather than going here's a lot of gore and here's a lot of blood yeah. and here's, here's a really fast paced bit of editing and they set all these things up and the bugs it's all very simple stuff well even like the horror in the 80s was still practical wasn't yeah. it what really annoys me is when people disrespect the film because of its age you take it for its time I mean yeah I recently watched them for the first time the giant ants uh, and I really enjoyed it yeah it's even, fun isn't it yeah the one that really annoys me is oh I've, I watched The Exorcist and I thought it was funny hmm? and I don't get that like it's 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 one of the it's the most terrifying film I've ever seen still and I don't think any of it is funny no I, I think it's just people don't maybe don't understand or they think it's an effects driven film. I think people are desensitized to horror. Oh yeah, that as well. And I think the way that television has gone is yeah. that it's worse on television before at nine o'clock. Yeah, yeah. That nowadays to scare people you've got to push it to the limits. And people don't have time to invest in the story. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, there even is an Exorcist TV series now. Is it Jesus? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I know. You mean, you've got things like American Horror Story yeah. and even Game of Thrones. That was some real good some stuff in it. Yeah, and the American Gods. Yeah, 
That's a really Star Wars esque musical cue. Yeah. Isn't it? Oh, I love this bit coming up with the hat. Yeah. yeah. I love his face there as well. <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> He's so likeable though, Indiana Jones is. Yeah. The short round blaming. Again. Yeah. Here a theme. <laughs> is it doesn't he lose it in all three films? Yeah. Or four. Favourite one is the third one when he just comes rolling past. Yeah, yeah. And there's absolutely no way it could have it's just yeah. you don't care, do you? It's just Suspension of disbelief because you're enjoying the narrative too much and you just yeah. like, you you're you're reading Indiana Jones on the adventure. What was it in Raiders? It's I've got now. Isn't it just there's the clay the cave at the start? Why he loses that? Yeah. Yeah, I, it might be, yeah. Yeah, I can't Yeah, remember. it's because the door's coming down and the you know, he's only got a, and he just literally leaches and grabs it. Oh yeah, yeah. This freaked me out when I saw it. Yeah, it still is kind of freaky. I mean, depending on what, like, I think the video I had was cut. It was when I got it, but I, I'm imagining the cinema I wasn't. Oh, unless it was here or, oh, or we wasn't got it. Here we got was... it. Then it was cut. And apparently, it's back in here. It is back in here now. I'm against this kind of censorship. Yeah, it's it's a bit silly. Isn't it? Fantastic set. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? You can feel the heat off of it almost, yeah. can't you? Which is to go the opposite way. Something I said about when we were watching the thing together a few oh, years you can ago. Feel the cold, yeah. Loads of blues and whites in that film, isn't there? And red for the planet. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's one number we're gonna have to watch again yeah. soon. Do. I, do you know? I on the subject of John Carpenter, it's crazy how many films you watch now. That copy him, and and yet you ask who, most people who he is, and they don't know, and it's quite bad, you know. It is. Essentially, the inventor of the slasher movie. Yeah. This was, again, this is a children's film here. Yeah, it's freaky as hell, isn't it? Yeah. And, but, but as we know from Disney, children's films don't mean dick <laughs> when it comes to being there, uh, cuddly and. They probably depress more people than yeah. ever anything else, haven't they? But you need to set up, you know, like Bambi, Lion yeah. King. You need it to set it up. Oh, Lion King! I can't, I can't handle the stress of that scene sometimes. <laughs> depending on what mood I'm in. Here it comes, and the chanting. This guy's in Gandhi as well. <laughs> I used to run around shouting Calibar when I was a kid. Go to people in the playground. Calibar! <laughs> you know, you could, if you ever see a racist, start just quote any of the chants from this, you could freak people out, yeah. trust me. The thing is, there is actually a real thuggy cult in India. Not, well, not anymore, but. Quite good effect. Yeah. Because, I mean, it used to, on the video, it used to cut to him just holding the heart. Does that make you a vampire? 
That doesn't make sense. I think that's it. <laughs> <coughs> I love how that's the most. Oh, I was going to say the most, but he hasn't been to Raiders yet. I <laughs> see There is a continuity error later, isn't there, regarding Raiders that we'll point out? It must have been a really bad day. For the, yeah, they for must the... have been sitting there thinking of these being enemies of theirs. Yeah. How can we kill them? Yeah. It is hot, though. Yeah. I think like the screaming's cut out as well, isn't it, from the video? A lot of a lot of the footage. It, but then again, if you look at the screaming in that they added into Return of the Jedi, sometimes yeah. less is more. And so we're like, no! Oh god, yeah. In Return of the Jedi, no. Yeah. no. But this is just gruesome. I do like Mole around, it's good though, isn't it? That's skeletal. <laughs> it does look like yeah. it, doesn't it? <laughs> We've got to do that as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wish the documentary was it about uh, Golden Globus in the Canon Group. Oh, is it Electric the Blue Electric Blue Glue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite good actually, isn't it? There's a good one about um, He Man as well called uh, By the Power of Grayskull. Or the Power of Grayskull. Yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. It's quite good, isn't it? I think bits of it, I think. Oh, did I watch all of it? And also the um, segment on the toys that made us yeah. is really good for them. Again, simple, a simple effect of yeah. the shining stone. Some, is it rotoscope in the big bullet? Or did they put light over something? Or was... I think it's just something in the bottom. Oh, it actually, it actually lights up. I think. When you look at it, you know what it reminds me of when you look at it with, with the glowing? It reminds me of, uh, was it the Amber with the from Jurassic oh, Park? with the mosquito, yeah. 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 <laughs> it is beautifully lit. It is, yeah. I love how this breaks her out of her, like, fainting fit that she had diamonds. <laughs> Diamonds are forever. They are. Should we do a podcast on that? Oh, it's more interesting doing it on the ones that aren't <laughs> as good, isn't it? We will eventually cover all born, the old born things, I think. It's got to be done, on yeah. it? already got a pair of stones the size of the moon and he might going down there I'd be out of there but he's the hero and look at her looking lovely um, <laughs> seriously this is you know she's nothing like any of the other heroines no. when I say heroines I mean 
female leads because it's probably the only downside about Crusade, isn't it? That Elsa Schneider's not really in it very much, is she? No. Also in View to a Kill, randomly. Yeah. <laughs> she's. I know she she was sort of a love interest to both the, to both Indy and his dad, but. Hence the uh, hilarious yeah. talks in her sleep. I never used to get that when I was a kid. <laughs> and it was actually my nan that explained it. <laughs> it was just funny. Getting your dad's sloppy seconds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it is James Bond, so. Oh, yeah. Did you watch any um, films when Sean Connery died? Highlander. Oh, did you? I, I did Goldfinger. I had to do Highlander because I think Highlander is. Oh, Highlander's great, yeah. I've never actually seen two and three. Are they. Two is fun. Yeah. Three is it? <laughs> it was enjoyable for Hyvers. No. And there was a TV series as well, was there? Yeah, it was alright to start with. And there was a TV series of this, wasn't there? With the, is it Young, Young Indy? Yeah. No, never. That was not on my I watched one episode and it, it, it had Harrison Ford was actually in it, as Indy in the 50s, which is quite interesting because yeah. you think about Crystal Skull, but. Um, I think they were all sort of authorised by Lucas. Well, they were done by Lucasfilm. But Paramount have those, and apparently it's on Paramount Plus in the States. Oh, right. So, uh, so uh, Disney don't actually own no, those no. ones. I really hope they're going to put them out one day on Blu-ray. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you used to be able to get them on DVD years ago. Yeah. Just not, maybe not anymore. Because no. when they do, I will get them. I mean, I, I, Apparently they were quite good. Yeah. I, I hope they were. What I would really like is a definitive Indiana Jones box set. Pat Roach, uh, I would like a definitive Indiana Jones box set. It's got more than what, you know, deleted scenes. Yeah. A little bit more comprehensive documentary. When they re-released it on Blu-ray, they, they popped a few extras on, didn't they? But it yeah. wasn't like... I think Indiana Jones is a subject that really should be covered by a professional filmmaker. Yeah. There's more than just a generic crap that they put on to... Yeah, yeah, definitely. Just the editing, the rhythm, the music, everything, really. I mean, action's kind of a bit boring now, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's a sort of a... I mean, in the 80s, that was the, that was the time for action, wasn't it? Yeah. And sci-fi as well, I mean... Star Wars obviously is the one that brought in. I think the eighties is the time where all the effects were perfected, and yeah. you know we can do this with with all these budgets. And I 
if you watch this and something, I haven't noticed the last time I watched it, there's a kid that he's talked to that's explaining what's going to happen next. This kid? Yeah. Like the sleep. Yeah. You'll see him later, that actually, he's in having in the dark, uh, in the sleep. Oh, right. When the indie gets turned. The captives, but here's something a little bit topical. Change the name of Boba Fett. Boba Fett starts. Uh, well, I'll rephrase it. They've changed the name of Slave One on toys oh, to, yeah. to Boba, Fett, Boba Fett's Starfighter, which sounds totally lame. So, can we still use the term slaves in relation to these? Yeah, can we use any words anymore? Yeah, it's, I'm still going to call it Slave One. Yeah, it is Slave One, but it's just you have to be very careful. This freaked me out when I was a kid. Yeah, it's everything about this film is freaky, isn't it? Yeah. So I don't like it when, you know, even though he, he's been forced to drink the blood of the Kalimal, it's uh, it's still freaky deaky when your hero is being bad. Yeah, I, I think it's always freaky when the, the villain's explaining the plot as well, because yeah. he's like, oh, I'm going to kill you in a minute anyway. You might as well know what's going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> it would never happen with yeah. it. They just shoot you. Wouldn't they? Operation Grand Slam. That is the definitive yeah. vote ver- ver- if you want an exposition scene. Definitely, yeah. In terms of well, obviously not the the chalkboard one, but in terms of the villain explaining the yeah yeah his what he's going to do. Oh, bombs the definitive series for that, isn't it? Yeah. Usually tied up at some point. <laughs> or... Two words you pre- you heard. And it's... What's that? Two words you piece together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He saw his face, now he's a believer. Yeah. <laughs> I just got that. Is that the monkeys? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, you'll kill him again in a few years. <laughs> I love how he just says, hi. <laughs> there he is, the kid. Oh yeah, it's kind of like the setup for, yeah, yeah. I never noticed that before actually. I didn't bother watching it a few weeks ago. <laughs> Again, get the biggest screen you can to watch a film like this. You yeah. can notice things. And support cinema wherever you can. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we don't want it to die. Huh? And here's one I made earlier. Yeah, and I'm a little confused that they're using voodoo. Isn't that African or Haitian or? <laughs> I'm not sure, but it works. It's freaky deaky, so we'll put it in. Yeah. Well, the voodoo dolls, yeah, you know, so we might have to give it a shot. Yeah. I love short rounds. What was his name again in real life? Q Quan? Q Quan. Is he wearing guy liner? Looks like he is, isn't he? 
before it was popular. Yeah. Ah, see, that scene was cut as well from the video. Wow. That short round getting cut. I never remembered that until I saw the, like, the Blu-rays and the DVD. You get kids a sadistic little shit, yeah. yeah. Topical? Yeah. Come on, I don't get it. You can believe what you want to believe, we'll believe what we want to believe, and we can all just live in harmony. Yeah, it's, uh, my God's better than yours, and yeah. he's the hell out of me. I actually did finish reading American Gods. Yeah, I like their weird, take on it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, if you want someone that's switched on about mythology and religion, Neil Gaiman's the man. <laughs> it's so creepy, this film, actually, isn't it? I forgot how creepy it is. I don't like, I mean, again, I know I mentioned before, but the lighting, I mean, yeah, Indy in the shadows. It's superb. Yeah. I mean, that is something shot of a horror film that is faced yeah, it, by the red. It, it's got to be, isn't it? He can play dark if he wants to. Yeah, I mean, have you ever seen um, What Lies Beneath? No. He plays a bad guy in that, and it's it's really strange to see Harrison Ford play a bad guy. Good film, actually. Michelle Pfeiffer is his wife in it. The Robert Zemeckis? Yeah, it's a ghost film. Oh. Because people like, it's like with Tom Hanks, people like Harrison Ford and Tom Hanks to play the nice guy. Yeah. You can't accept when they... Especially Tom Hanks. Yeah. I, I, think I, I think I've only ever seen him once. Is it The Lady Killers? Oh. Is that right? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a remake. Yeah. That's the only one I've ever seen him play a villain, I'm pretty sure. Like Christopher Lee being a good guy, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I would like to have seen that. Yeah, I think... Has he ever been one? He must have been at some point. Oh, he is in Hounds, uh, Hound of the Baskervilles and when he played Sherlock Holmes. If, he, if he'd been young today and alive today, he, I reckon his career trajectory would be completely different. Yeah, we did a had the podcast on that, didn't yeah. we? Again, this is going back to something we said about the treatment of women in this film, especially Willie Scott. Yeah. Now she's being tied up. About to be burnt alive. Yeah, I mean... And she doesn't exactly fight like Marion would. No, Marion would kick and scream yeah. and spit. And <laughs> He's a quite... More intimidating villain than Belloc, though, isn't he? Yeah. The tote is pretty scary. He is, yeah, yeah. She could have just headbutted, she could have just like beckoned him over and headbutted. 
She could have, yeah. I'm sure Marion would have. Yeah. Or Leia. Leia would have listened to Indiana Jones and she'd just be <laughs> out there anyway. <laughs> she'd just as soon kiss a wicked. Yeah. making me hot and stuffy just watching this. Look, the music is very, you know, just so that it keeps attention. It's, yeah. not, really, it's, it's not like the whole epic yeah. you find with the majority of this. Sounds very sort of Danny Elfman kind of here, doesn't it? Pre-Danny Elfman, isn't it? Danny Elfman would have been, wouldn't that be Oingo Boingo? Yeah, possibly. Uh, 84 was yeah. Pee Wee Herman film out then? Or a bit later. Was that a bit later? That was Burton's first film, wasn't it? Yeah, first or feature length, I think. Oh, first feature. had Frank and Lee short. Yeah. And of course, he did Beetle Kiss. Yeah, yeah. Then Batman in 89. Which will come to soon when we do Last Crusade. Yes. And Batman Returns. Oh, yes. She, she had a free hand and she couldn't hit him. Yeah. She spits on him, though. Because yeah. Willie spat on him. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> that's very rude. Play just, more. Yeah. <laughs> what do you expect when you call your character Willie? Willie is, uh, we must explain more of a term in the UK for a, yeah. a penis, isn't it? Yes. It is. <laughs> you look, you got that like grin on his face like he enjoyed it. What's that? He had a grin on his face like he enjoyed it. Of course he did. Oh, you must have known. The, the kid was going to kick the ladder off then. Short round will save us! I like short round, he's a good little sidekick, isn't he? I really want to hope that they've got a surprise return for him. I hope Shala comes back as well. Yeah. He is, uh, uh, him more than anything, he was missing from this. Yeah. I think I might have a, another wedge pop moment if I see Shala. <laughs> oh, that would be good. He's the only original left, really, isn't he? Yeah. Ken Elliott's dead, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. They seem to be enjoying themselves too much there. Maybe Willie will come back. I could have that. He's executive producing the new one. Yeah. She hasn't, I, I, I haven't really, if I'm honest, seen her in a lot. Space Camp. So, yeah, Space Camp was the other thing I was thinking of. Yeah, you're married to Steven Spielberg, you really don't need to do anything. True. 
Although I've heard he's quite sort of down to earth with all of the whole fame thing. He's made some of the greatest films of all time, to be honest. To be honest. Him and George. Yeah. Although I like all the ones George would just direct to them. Oh, for me, the low point for Steven Spielberg was A.I. I can't Yeah, yeah. Film. Yeah, and War of the Worlds. <sighs> and the kid saves the day. Oh, when he kicks this guy on the wheel. This looks so sore. Yeah. Wouldn't it have the fumes killed her? Yeah, well she'd have been burned to death yeah. Yeah, long before that. We said we weren't gonna do that. Yeah. <laughs> because Anakin would most definitely have been killed. <laughs> But uh, Obi-Wan had the high ground. He did indeed. Yeah. Which, if you hadn't worked out already, is what the podcast is named after. It's not a weed reference. No. Although, we come up with a name, and then we find out there are a load of weed podcasts called the High Ground Podcast. Yeah. And there are also a load of podcasts <laughs> that are Star Wars related called the High Ground Podcast. So thank you for choosing this high ground podcast and not one of the weed ones yeah. or one of the Star Wars ones. But if you have you came here thinking you would listen to Star to some Star Wars and stuff, live long and prosper. <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to getting on for some Star Trek as well with the commentary. As long as we do the motion picture. Yeah, I, I think we should do that one. Well, maybe just do them in order. I yeah. don't know. Or oh, you can pick them any, in any order, can't you? Really? I'll warn you now, it'll be me gushing over why the motion picture is the definitive Star Trek movie. Yeah, it's had some something of a revival, hasn't it? Recently. Well, not recently, but the last maybe 20 years. That's what most people say to their missus, isn't it? What's that? Give me some slack. <laughs> <laughs> now we love them, really. We do. I love this kind of like semi-conscious slap she gives him here. I don't think in the timeline we've yet found out they named the dog after Indiana. No. <laughs> they named him after the dog. Oh, I love this bit. Yeah. It's like mirroring the, the hat, yeah. isn't it? This signifies the importance of Indiana Jones. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I 
point out, I think I've said it on one of the other uh, tracks, is that uh, around the early 2000s, I went out deliberately to buy a fedora, and the only one I could get, this is pre the internet the way it is today, the only one I could actually get was a black one, but I bought it anyway because I just wanted a fedora. They're quite expensive, aren't they? I was £30 at the time. Yeah, I think maybe they know. <laughs> Classic look. Yeah, that's the front cover, isn't it? But obviously painted yeah. by. Is it Jewish Jerusalem? Yeah, yeah. Fan absolutely fantastic poster guy, isn't he? I think if I ever became a famous, like, I don't know, like, my work was adapted for film, yeah. I would request a hand-drawn painting for the poster. Oh, hell yeah. I think he sort of, like, perfected his faces with by drawing Harrison Ford, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, he did so many of them. Blade Runner and... Although the Blade Runner wasn't used, but it was used for the final cut. He even makes, like, sort of mediocre films look amazing on the poster, like Masters of the Universe and you know, films that you think, oh, that's not very good, but that looks amazing. Yeah. That's how we used to do it in, in the video days, wasn't it? You used wow. to judge a whole film by how the cover art was. Again, it's good, but something that I do miss. I miss this period where you would go to a video shop and you would be that the, the painted yeah. uh, cover art. And the cardboard cutouts. Yeah. I mean, the front covers are boring now, aren't they? They're all photographed and it's all just photoshopped, isn't it? Yeah. There's no effort at all. Like, I like the Ready Player One poster because nice. it goes back to that. I think we, I mean, through streaming, legal streaming anyway, just we won't go on what you can get if you do piracy, but legally. Yeah. You can literally go through thousands of films. You can find, you know, stuff that was made on a true stream budget, real B-movies, especially if you look on Amazon. But nothing beats the heyday, like the, the mid to late 80s. Yeah. Of going into a, a video shop and just seeing racks of cassettes. Yeah. And then picking up, picking up a cover, above cover that you like for the art. And reading it, and well, I don't know if I want to watch it. And like you said about the displays that they put on, but it's not the same. Even no, cinemas no. aren't the same. Well, I mean, we don't even have videos like rental stores no. anymore, do we? I remember even like some films. You'd look at the front cover, think it looked amazing, and then when the film's on, you'd be thinking, "Well, when's the front cover happening?" Yeah. <laughs> Especially horror films. Horror films are sold on their covers, aren't they? Yeah. And you had to get in and be right there at the right time for the big major blockbuster release when the day of release account on video so that you, you got to see it again. Yeah. So that's, are you on about videos? Yeah. yeah. So that some arsehole didn't keep, bring his copy back and be like, actually, I'll take it for another seven yeah. days. <laughs> I remember queuing, not queuing, but you know, when Mortal Kombat first came out in 95, <laughs> I think. Um, and the little video store near me, um, we were quite good friends with the, the owner. And uh, she'd reserved the copy for me. Oh, nice. And I was just like the happiest kid in the world. 
I mean, films like eighty-four films came out by an eighty-four period. You know, like I mean, it took ages for them to come out. Things like eighty-six, this came out. On video, was it? Yeah, so it took a while. I can't believe that. Two two years. Is that how long it used to take? I think it's eighty-eight for ET. That's eighty-two. Was it? Wow. They still made second money from video. Cinema was still, and v coming on video meant it done its it had its shelf life. Yeah, I bet some. It's weird that some films found new life on video, wasn't it? Yeah. Like Blade Runner and the thing. Robocop. Robocop. Yeah. Well, I think Robocop did do quite well cinematically as well, didn't it? But it was an Asian civic in this country, so yeah, all the kids yeah. could get it. As soon as yeah. it came on video. I always find this gross. I mean, I know we're going up. So oh, when he gets steamrolled, yeah. Yeah. Oh, sure, he's beating the Maharaja. It kind of reminds me of like a fight with Jaws from James Bond. Yeah. <laughs> this is gross. It is quite bad, isn't it? Again, you think you see more than you do. Yeah. But this is 10 compared to earlier. But again, it's very similar to his death in, Pat Roach's death in uh, Raiders. Yeah, with the, the blood spell. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think who he is in Crusade. He's Gestapo. Is he? Oh, he's like a walk on, yeah. basically, yeah. So, what they're trying to say is fire defeats fanatic. Usually they use fire, don't they? <laughs> you know, that's how, how he stops them from... Yeah. I think it kind of like snaps them out of their trance, doesn't it? Cleanses them. Yeah. <laughs> that kid is like the king, isn't he? Yeah. Like, he's like, quick fool around that kid. Uh, we've been you know, going off track about talking about videos and everything, but you know, it was a great period. Oh, yeah, of course, it, yeah, it was amazing. I, I think the 80s is probably the standout period for film, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, critically and maybe academically, the 70s is the best period for that. For like, if you want your deep films, yeah. but the 80s is certainly the it's the one everyone knows, isn't it? I mean, you look at, I mean, if you look at rock with, you know, it went, you know, it, it, it follows a very similar sort of the way that it went, because it went from dark to glamorous and, you know, the hair and metal and everything. It's all bright, uh, you know, trends and everything. Oh, rock music. Yeah. I thought you meant the rock. No, yeah, rock music. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. Rock yeah. music went from being like, from punk in the seventies, yeah, to be bright hair metal, yeah, yeah, and everything, and it evolved with MTV, and that had an influence on on movie making as well, from yeah. dark to getting lighter and lighter towards, yeah, well, yeah, and a lot of sort of heavy bands sanitized themselves so they could be shown on MTV, yeah. didn't they? Because it was the big bucks. If you look at horror, that really did appeal to the MTV, yeah, generation and. Way movie making became bigger and bigger and bigger in the similar sort of yeah definitely sense. Yeah. I mean we we've, we've said this about um, on our commentaries on Friday eight and Friday four. Yeah, 
Is it four or five? Four. four, four the MTV yeah. movies. But yeah, they are essentially MTV horrors. Horror sort of, as it went along, got tamer and tamer, didn't it? I think. Definitely. Marketing. Yeah. I mean, what I've done is, actually, I think we, is for another, because we are doing a year-long celebration of Indiana Jones. It's, uh, the other day I was looking at the films that were released in all the years that Indiana Jones was released. And, yeah. And it's kind of interesting going from 81 to 84 to 89 to 2008, how how the climate has actually changed. Yeah, yeah, incredibly. It's quite weird that in 84, with the dark one, you get, like, Ghostbusters, isn't yeah. it? Which is also quite, not dark, but it has the scary moments as well, doesn't yeah. it? And the, the swearing and the smoking, and you get the sense that Ghostbusters 2 is completely sanitised, don't you? That was one to sell a lot of. Yeah, of course, tell. yeah. Because I always remember... The boys, you know, like the dickless joke, yeah. and like I say, them smoking as well. Yeah. You don't see that very often anymore, do you? I think this is a darker film than Ghostbusters. It is, yeah, definitely. Wow. But Ghostbusters pushes the the comedy more, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, in '84, Ghostbusters was second fiddle to Indiana Jones, right? But it was still, like, massive, wasn't it? The first one. I think Ghostbusters did more than Indiana Jones. They did it. I think just because people haven't seen it before, have they? Like, it was a new thing, wasn't it? This was darker. Yeah. This, was, well, this wasn't the sequel people were expecting. Yeah. Well, neither was Empire, though, was it? Ah, but Empire had... And it's it's the, it's the yeah. dark one, isn't it? But Empire had something... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you couldn't do Empire today and yeah. maintain that. Well, they tried, didn't they? And everyone not moaned because it was different. Yeah, not my Star Wars. I just want to go on record as saying, if you're new to the to to the high ground, we love episode eight. So yeah. So sue us. Yeah. <laughs> Nowadays, it's like blockbusters. I mean, when the world corrects itself a bit more, it's going to be blockbuster after blockbuster after blockbuster. Mm. Whereas in, say, 84, you did just have your Ghostbusters and yeah. your uh, Indiana Jones. 89, which was opening up a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, with your Ghostbusters, your Back to the Future, your Lethal Weapon, your James Bond, yeah. Indiana Jones. And it gets more and more. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It, it's like the age of the franchise now isn't it yeah. especially with like the MCU and I mean it's not always a bad thing the MCU is great but it is a shame that <laughs> all you see now is superhero films isn't it and I can't see any let up there at the moment because they just cha they, they change the style yeah if something's not you know you look at um, the phase two especially to Thor Dark World so they get take a Waititi on board yeah and, and with the MCU, they they hired a good directors, yeah, so great directors, yeah, great, yeah, and uh, who can change things up a little bit, to yeah, keeps it fresh. And of course, Ragnarok is a callback to the eighties, isn't oh, it? Oh yes, <laughs> with uh, Mark Mazzisborough, is it? Is the, the, the yeah, yeah, from Devo. Oh, was that who it was? Yeah. Oh yeah, 
David, remember that. Uh, <laughs> if something comes along, you must whip it. <laughs> I thought it was Devo for you, you know. and it's Devo. <laughs> this is the only effect that looks a little bit dodgy, Miniatures. but not enough to take you out. It's going to be weird seeing an Indiana Jones film without Steven Spielberg helming it. Very weird, yeah. Do we know who is doing it yet? No, the guy who did Logan. James Mangold? Yeah. Oh, was it him, was it? Oh, I didn't realise. We um, said, didn't we, that we'd love George Lucas to have just done it one last time oh, that and would directed it. I would love to see this. That's my major complaint about George Lucas. Yeah, and one, one more film out of yeah. didn't we? Not... not Franchise related. Although, if he wants to do a sequel to THX, I'm no. up for that. <laughs> I just want. I want a THX American Graffiti something out there. I mean, I'm not disrespecting episode two because I think episode two is a fun film, uh, but it's not. It's one of the most fun Star Wars film George Lucas is, you know, of the wall. Yeah. But it's not groundbreaking like no. like Graffiti, THX. Or even the Phantom Menace. In Phantom Menace. That is. Look back at Phantom Menace. You'll we'll listen to our podcast on it. Yeah. And you'll see that I would like... I would, that's why I would think I'd like to see George Lucas direct yeah. another masterpiece. Or just direct something else. You know, I think, in a way, Star Wars is like a a curse and a blessing to him, isn't it? That he's never, ever, he's always tried to escape it and do his own thing, like Willow. Well, I know he didn't direct it, but it was his project, wasn't yeah. it? And Howard the Duck and like, so many other things that he tried to do and it just never quite caught on, did they? Because people weren't Star Wars. Yeah. So in a way, that's our fault that we never yeah. got a George Lucas film. But then again, you look at what they're running a rewind keyboard warriors sending him letters. No. About how he ruined their childhood. We he ruined their childhood. Yeah, to which he rightfully and hilariously responded, You mustn't have had much of a childhood then. <laughs> True. I mean, you go back to like the first two films that he did, and they're just superb, aren't they? Oh, yes. I watched, because uh, it's the 50th anniversary of uh, Lucasfilm this year. A call, uh, the callback. Oh, yeah, yeah. Something that hasn't the happened yet. Continuity yeah. issue, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> How can he uh, know to do that? Yeah. Although you could just say in Raiders, he's he's remembered his gun this time. Yep. Ah, that's true. And he has his whip. Does. And no one has dysentery. <laughs> yeah. Now he's running to the toilet. Oh, no, it's, it's the thingies. Yeah, I was saying we watched uh, THX 1138. Uh, oh, God, yeah, it's 50 years old, isn't it? Yeah, and it's. Because I really wanted my fiance to watch it, and she really enjoyed it, and I'm, I actually really appreciate it. Yeah, it's, it is well made. Did you? When did you first see that on video? Or DVD. much later? Yeah, I don't think it was that 
readily available, was it? I am going to do a superhero pose as I'm saying this! Yeah. <laughs> he looks like Richard. He hasn't got the stones, but he's got the willy! Hey! <laughs> Why didn't he they just walk around him and just trying to stay? Why did Molaram walk on the bridge as well? I never got that. Like, why did he just stay <laughs> where he was? That does make absolutely no sense. It's not like they can go anywhere else, is it? No. And there's definitely no crocodiles there when they're no. walking across. <laughs> and he did say that they can be retrieved. Yeah. So you're right, this makes absolutely no sense. Oh my god. He obviously spent a lot of time at the gym before this film. You look. Yeah, he does look buff as hell, doesn't he? This bridge stunt, actually, I've just thought. Do you think maybe in Pirates 2 they sort of were inspired by it? Everybody's inspired by Indiana Jones. Yeah, it'd be hard not to be, wouldn't it? Yeah. I, I maintain these three films are as inspirational as, as the three Star Wars films. Oh, yeah, usually, yeah. I think they kind of do as companion pieces. Yeah. Crocodiles are absolutely terrifying, aren't they? Yes. That's James Bond in... Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I live and let die. Yeah. And then he pretends to be one in Octopus. Yeah. <laughs> of course, in that we have that hilarious line of... Um, What's that? Oh, that's my little octopus. Oh. <laughs> also set in India, ironically. I actually watched Octopussy for the first time about a couple of years ago because it's always one of the Oh, it always alluded you to that. Yeah. It's actually not that bad. It isn't. You know, do you think you could be an Indiana Jones fan and not be a James Bond fan? Um, I don't know, it's a tough question, isn't it? Because I, I mean, he's undoubtedly taken inspiration from James Bond. I mean, he's, he always wanted to direct a James Bond film. I don't know. No, I don't think no. no. There's so many types of stunts that... And set pieces that Bond did first yeah. that you think is there a lot of films that would even exist without it? That one day I should say like yeah. buildings. So the, that's this versions of films version of Stormtroopers that was That's so true. They're no legolas. <laughs> Ooh, and it's like your Lord of the Rings reference. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Well, we were saying uh, about sad about film studios being destroyed and that. There's one man who didn't have the heart to destroy his film yeah. studios. <laughs> I 
He still remembers, even though he was in a trance. Yeah. Theoretically, he would have hit the rocks, not the... Yeah, I don't know why you... He looks like he hits a force field, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> That's the Wilhelm scream again. <laughs> Don't the, uh, the British come to the rescue here? Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, the British and their Indian conscripts. <laughs> Where did they even come from? Like, how did they know something's up? Unless... The children running back to the... Yeah, oh, maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of like the uh, scene in Crusaders there, when he pulls up. But it's better in Crusaders when he looks over that, it's yeah. just... That's just yeah. It's Connery as well, though, isn't yeah. it? When he's sort of, like, thinking he's lost him. <laughs> Okay, as so we're ramping this film up, I've really enjoyed this. Yeah, it is. And I've, I hope you, if you, if you, you know, if, you, if you're watching this, if you listen to it, if you listen to this, just uh, without following with the film, I hope you've enjoyed it. And if you're watching the film along with us, and if you're watching yeah. for the first time, yeah, we hope you've enjoyed it. Oh yes. And the hero theme, I I love it. I think yeah, this is just one of the greatest pieces of music. It, it's it's synonymous with a person, isn't it? Like yeah. Superman, the, the Superman march as well. Same guy as well. Yeah. Same person. I think Jonathan Williams has done so many iconic themes that you think he's just done them all, don't you? Yeah. I was kind of gutted when I found out he didn't do Back to the Future, but then I was like, oh, it's Alan Silvestri still. <laughs> he's the other guy, isn't he? And maybe Jerry Goldsmith. John Barry? John, yeah, John Barry. Can't leave the Bond guy out. He's a believer, he does be believing in someone else. He is, yeah. Not just fortune and glory. Yeah, yeah that's what you wanted to do with the Ark. Yeah. <laughs> you hypocrite. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking that. It belongs in a museum. <laughs> so do you.
I love how he's kind of like, what have I done? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thinking, if you have to listen to this crap, why would you really want to go with her? Yeah. Sorry. Oh, you're whipping as well, either. Yeah. <laughs> but that's painful. <laughs> <laughs> this this is probably the last Willie joke. Isn't yeah. It? Something about Harrison Ford's smile, isn't it? Yeah. Like, it's just makes you feel happy when you see him smile. Probably because he doesn't do it very often. <laughs> And we pull back because Indiana Jones is the hero. Of course. <laughs> I, I defy you, like, that if you ever feel depressed, just listen to that that music and you'll feel happy again. It also works if you go jogging. Yeah, it's quite a good sort of rhythm to yeah. it, isn't it? And Superman as well. Oh, yes. That's good if you... Yeah, I've okay, got soundtracks technically three. Yeah. So if I'm ever like, Ugh, you just literally the the yeah. Ben Burt, sound designer, who works on Star Wars. Who else? ILM. Dennis Dennis Moran as yeah. well. The ILM original. Uh, Vic Armstrong, the legend that is. He was one guy, wasn't he? Yeah, and he is often chosen for his. He apparently looks a lot like Harrison Ford. Yeah. But uh, as we ramp up on the credits, we will continue talking through the credits. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed as much as we have enjoyed watching it. Yeah, it's always a pleasure, isn't it? Oh, yeah. And if anyone thinks we're not going to do Indiana Jones and the Kingdom, the Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls, we are. Yeah. We are going to do it. So deal with it. You might even like it. Yes. <laughs> we might even like it. <laughs> oh, I have a slight problem there. I actually watched last time I watched. I enjoyed it. I, I don't mind it. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. No, I know. I actually thoroughly enjoyed it. My problems with it are mostly technical, like too much CG, and it's not. I, I have no problem with the film or anything. I even don't mind Shia LaBeouf in it. He annoys me a lot of the time, but I actually don't mind Mutt. I think he's quite a good character. I like the end. I did like the, the ending where you think that they expected the demon yeah. torch pass, but no. And he's like, no, that's my hat. Man. Yeah. I mean, it's just a shame, like I said, that, I mean, the Elstree is no longer the Elstree Studios it used to be when they were doing Frank Marshall, second unit director. Yeah. Married to Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah. I, I it's so I mean I know that we we have got Pinewood now we've got uh, Leaveson Studios yeah. Warner Brothers Studios should we say Joe Johnston as well Star Wars alumni isn't he Joe Johnston and he directed one of the Jurassic Parks and Captain America Captain yeah Captain America I was gonna say I mean yeah, that's Avenger which I'm gonna say is one of my favorite Marvel films I actually like it a lot more now than I used to I like it I just like the character. But I didn't get into the character until I watched the movie, so... Is that deliberate? There's a there's a person whose real name was Ahsoka there. <laughs> God, George Lucas steals from everything, doesn't he? He definitely does. Well, I say steal, I mean he takes inspiration from Yeah. Oh, Lorne Peterson as well. Model maker, wasn't yeah. he? 
Bill Tippett. Bill Tippett, yeah. Another legend. Yeah, and he's a dinosaur wrangler on the Jurassic Park. <laughs> he is, yeah. And an Ed 209 wrangler. Yeah. <laughs> he's basically the um, stop motion master, isn't he? Oh, yes. Like, he's so good at it. Another lost art form. Yeah. No need for it now with CGs, though. I mean, there is. I'd love to see it, but it was kind of because they didn't have CG, wasn't it? But it forced them to be more creative. It did. I mean, look at the walkers on Star Wars. They still look... Huh? There's no, yeah, and Ed 209. Like, like, there's no stuttering. I mean, a lot of stop motion you see, like... Actually, funnily enough, Gremlins, yeah. watching that again. The stop motion, that was kind of a bit jerky. Mm. But when you see perfect stop motion, it still looks fine. Right. I mean, you'll get a turn out like in Robocop versus in the reboot, remake, whatever you want to call oh. it. I think we might have to... <laughs> I was worried you were going to say that, yeah. Yeah, we might probably will have to. Well, we can do back to back. All the Robocops coming yeah. in here. Because we have interesting things to say about 2 and 3 as well, yeah. don't we? Oh, so EMI. Thorn EMI of Studio Bournemouth, England. Where outside. is that? Is that near London or just outside? It's around Watford area. Oh, Watford. Oh, so it's near Leavesden. Yeah, yeah. It's only about thirty minutes away. I looked it up because uh, uh, before COVID, I looked it up to find out how, how it's only how long it would take us if we went where uh, we went to the studio, Warner Brothers Studio, see if we could do it. Theoretically, we could literally go oh, through right. the studio. Okay, uh, we're ramping it up. The credits have rolled. I'm Stevie. I'm Callum. And thank you for listening. Thank you very much.